Good evening. We're learning Maseches Psachim, Daf Hey, and as well Daf Vav Amid Aleph. We're starting on Daf Hey Amid Aleph, about ten lines down, at the words Tana Rebbe. Uh, we're not. That's not true. We're starting about ten lines down at Debe Rebbe Shmuel. Just to do a very quick chazara, um, we basically spent the first two blot defining what the word or means, and we learned that it means night. Um, we then went through a couple of shilas. Why did it not just say Lila in our Mishnah? And we answered the question because of Lishna Ma'al Yehudanakat. Um, on the next blot, we spent the whole time, the whole next Amud of Gimel Amud Beis, we went through different stories and applications of Lishna Ma'al Yehudanakat. On Dalad Amud Aleph, yesterday we learned about the din about... Um, why it is that, uh, what was the machlokas there, about six hours? Why do we have to do Bikas Chametz the night before if the Yisra doesn't start till the next day? We spoke about Zriz and Maktim and the Mitzvahs and said we have to do it at night when people are Matui Bevesam and or Yafa or Haner Yafa Labdika. And we also added in the idea that one should not set a Kviyas in learning uh, within, according to the Mishnah Brewer, within a half hour prior to that time. We spoke about uh, whether or not uh, there is a, uh, a chazaka in a house that's already been checked. So we've spoken about a lot of a lot of sugyas, Baruch Hashem. And um, the sugya that we're talking about right now, we're actually in the middle of a sugya because we asked the question yesterday of what are, what are the Mari Makomos? How do we know, I should say better, from where do we know that the Isr de Orais of Achilas Chametz begins halfway through the day on Erev Pesach? Again, a very unique halacha that on the 14th of Nisan, at the end of the sixth hour, that we have the Yisr Darais Bachilas Chamans. It's just very rare to have such a thing. So yesterday we learned the first of four answers. We learned the answer yesterday of Abaye. And Abaye at the bottom of Daftalat Amid Beis pointed out that there were two psukim. And in order for the psukim to make sense, we had to play around with what the word Rishon means. And Rishon in this case must mean that it is before, uh, that it is actually the day before. And that's how we learned that the Yisr Darais started on the day before. And Ah, Chilek, that was the last two words that we learned yesterday, that it was halfway through that day. That was answer number one as to how we know that the Yisr Darais of Achilas Chametz begins in the middle of the day on Erev Pesach. Here's answer number two, 10 lines down. Hey, Amad Aleph. Debe Rabbi Shmuel Tana, Matsinu Yudalad, Shenikra Rishon. We actually have a Pasuk that refers to Yudalad as, as, as Rishon. You went through all the mental gymnastics of trying to figure out how the Psukim means Rishon before. Ah, Drashos, this is not very complicated. Here's what the Pasuk says. Shenemar, Berishon, Be'arba Asar Yom Chodesh. There, the word Rishon very clearly means on the 14th. So we see there that uh, we don't have to go very far. The word Rishon is, in the, is indicating that it is the 14th, black on white. It's very clear that answer. Good, wonderful. That's answer number two. Here's answer number three. And with this answer, we're going to jump in to a, an analytical sugya of how to understand psukim. Again, 10, 12 lines down on Davhe Amidala. Answer number three. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Amar. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak was uh, the Tana of yesterday. We had him three or four times yesterday. Uh, an early Amora, a third century Amora, and he writes the third answer to our question. Again, our question is, how do we know that the Yisr Deoraiz of Achilas Chametz is on Arab Pesach? And he writes, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Omar, Rishon Demei Karamashma. The word Rishon implies earlier than, namely, it's not day one of the count of the of the holidays, but it's the day before day one of the count. De Amar Kra, Harishon Adam Tivalei. Was anything happened? Was anyone born before? Uh, Adam, the word Rishon here is used in the way of before, and therefore indicating that we're talking about the Yisr Daraisa of the day before. Because the Pasuk says, When do we have to destroy Chametz? That is, which Yom HaRishon are we talking about? It's a Rishon that means before. Good, that's answer number three. 
we're about to jump into an analysis of Psukim here. Um, I know that uh, this is Musar to me, not to you, I promise. Whenever I get to Sugyas, we're like, what does the letter hey mean? And this word, I always get bogged down when I find these analytical Gemaras of how do we use words in Sukkim. But you should just know that it is the only way that we ever get to our understanding of the Torah. We have the Sukkim in the Torah, we have the words in the Torah, we have the letters, that's it. My Rebbe, when I was in Smicha, said one of the most difficult things for him to understand about Chazal one of the most difficult things for him to understand is how is it that they got from the psukim to the mitzvos? What was that transition? How did that happen? So we're going to do that in some of the psukim now. Um, and over the next 15 to 20 lines or so, we're going to analyze the psukim a little bit, try and have a tfisa, try and have an understanding of the answer Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak. So Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak says the word Rishon implies earlier than the starting point. So asks the Gemara, Elameyata, if that's true, we know, we know that on the first day of Sukkot, that we have a mitzvah del rice of Dalad Minim, Lulav and Esrog Hadasim and Aravos. So, Hachanami, Rishon, Dmei, Karamashma. So the Pasuk over there says it's on the, on the Yom Rishon of that holiday. But if Yom Rishon is Mei Karamashma, then I should do it on the 14th of Tishrei. Maybe I should pick up a Lulav and Esrog. You said the word Rishon means the day before. Oh, good. This is Rishon, and it says Rishon, I should bring a of Nesar. Maybe it's the 14th of, T- of Tishrei. Says the Gemara, no, no. That, you're asking a good question in Lamdus, but it doesn't play out. Why not? Because Shine Yahasam, the case of Sukkis is different. Because there we have a Pasuk that says, The Pasuk there says that we should have Simcha before HaKadosh Baruch Hu for seven days. And the drasha there is, and the same Pasuk, it says, it says, Shivas Yamin. So, what does the seventh day mean? Obviously, the seventh day means the seventh day of the Chag. So, then in that context, Af Rishon, Rishon, Lechag. So, therefore, the Rishon there, specifically there, that's what, okay, that's where we say that the Rishon is Rishon, Lechag and not beforehand. So, that's why, even though it's true, Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Yislak wants to say that by the world of Pesach, that the, world, the word Rishon means before the count of the holidays. And therefore, I remember our question, therefore we have the Isr Do Raisa of Achilas Chavitz before uh, the Chag starts on the 14th. But by Sukkot, it doesn't work because we have a Pasuk that says Shivas Yamin. And if Shivas Yamin is the seventh day, then day one must not be before. It must be day one of the actual holiday. Says the Gemara, what kind of question is that? Hachanami by, by, by Sukkot too. What do the Pasukim say by us? Hachanami Ksivach, Bayom Arishon Tashbisu Shivas Yamin Matzos Tochelu. What does it say by, by, uh, by Sukkis? It says that, what does it say by Pesach? Excuse me, thank you. That on the first day, Tashbisu, you need to get rid of your chametz, Shivas Yamim, So why don't we say the same thing? If you're arguing that because by Sukkis, it says seventh day in the Pasuk. And therefore, when it says seven, it means day seven. And when it says one, it means actual day one, not prior. We have the same exact thing by Pesach. No reason to make a distinction between the two. Says the Gemara, well, in Cain, if that's what you wanted the Gemara to mean by Pesach, then Nichto Kra Rishon, then the Pasuk should have only said the word Rishon without the letter He, not Ha Rishon. Ha Rishon Lamali. Why then does it say the letter He to teach me the din of Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Shmamin Amran to say that it must be over here that it is the earlier time? It is the 14th and not the 15th because of the letter He uh, that was added here. Ihachi says the Gemara, if that's true, Hasam Nami. What kind of argument is that? By Sukkot too, we have the word Harishon with a hey. So you gotta you gotta keep your arguments consistent. So if you're gonna say that the word Harishon by Pesach means the day before the holiday, and that's how we know that there's an Isser de Oraisa of Achilas Chametz on the 14th, 
But it says, Harishon with a hey by Sukkis too. Maybe we should bring Lulav and Esrog on the 14th of Tishrei. Says the Gemara. That's question number one. Yachi Hasam Nami, Harishon Lamali. And second of all, says the Gemara, we're halfway down to Afheim and Aleph. The Su, and furthermore, Hasam over there, over there, we know even more sharply over there, it says on the first day, there's a Shabbason, there's a Shvisa, there's an Isser Malacha, so too on the eighth day. How then could you even possibly say over there that it means earlier? So how are you going to understand the hey over there? The letter hey over there, how Rishon, that... It doesn't stim. You, you don't have you don't have clarity with that case over there because over there we know that there's an Isr Shvisa, and it says in the Pasuk that even Yom Rishon, Yom Rishon is an Isr Shvisa. But while it's true that there's an Isr Doraisa to eat Chametz and Pesach, there's no Isr Malacha. So then, how then do you understand the letter Hey? Says the Gemara, shiny Hasam. The Pasuk is different over there. To Amar Kra Uvayom Ashmini Shabason Mashmini Shmini Dechag Av Rishon Rishon Dechag. So there we know, of course, that because it says Shabbason in the Pasuk, so therefore we know there's an Isr Shvisa. So then fine, but still, what does the letter He mean? We explained in our case that the letter He by, Sukkot, by, the letter he by Pesach teaches us that it's talking about the day before. Fine. What does the letter He mean by Sukkot? Says the Gemara, to make sure that we know that while it's true that there is an Isr Malacha during Chol HaMoed, but it's different than the Isser Malacha of the Lamites Malachos on Yantiv. That is a big discussion in the Rishonim. You should all have on your shelves at home the book of the Halachos of Cholamoy. There's an English one by Art Scroll. I think Rabbi Zucker wrote it. It's a book that goes through all of the Halachos of um, Malacha as it relates to Chol Hamoid. Not Pashut. It is very easy to violate the Isser Malacha of Chol Hamoid. It is not a regular day. But the Gemara is saying here, what does the letter He mean by the Chol Hamoid of Sukkis? It's to teach you that it's different than, than, than Yantiv. Chol Hamoid is not the same as Yantiv. There's not 39 Malachos, but there are still a handful of Malachos that should not be done. But not, not a short Sukkis so for now, and we have to do extra Gemara tonight. So another time. We'll speak about it another time. So it says the Gemara, Chulo Shel Moed, May Risham Nishmini Nafka. I don't need your help. I know that Cholamoid is different. I don't need the letter He to teach me that Cholamoid is different. Why? Because the Pasuk says, when's Yantif? One and eight. What's in between? Cholamoid. I don't need the letter He to tell me that Cholamoid is different than Yantif. The Pasuk says that Yantif's on one and eight. What kind of Talmud Chacham do I have to be to learn that two, three, four, five, six, and seven are not Yantif? It's very simple. Back to the question, what does the letter He mean? Says Gemara, Isrich, no, we did need the letter He because Sal I might have made the following error. It says the, the word with the letter Vav, meaning connecting to the previous part. Maybe we would have thought and on the eighth day, the and is drawing back on the previous set of days, which was and I might have thought that they were the same. There would still be an Isra Malacha, like on Yantiv Kamash Malon. So says the Gemara, the reason why we need the letter Hey is because of the letter Vav. <laughs> the reason why we need the letter He is to teach me Cholamoy. Uh, why do I need that? I know days one and eight are Yantiv. Everything else should not be. Oh, because the Pasuk used the letter Vav. So leave them both out, says the Gemara. Says the Gemara, below Lichtov Rachman, below Vav, below He. If there was no Vav in the Pasuk, Uva Yomashmini, I wouldn't have had the concern of inferring that maybe the day seven was the same status of Isser. It would have been fine. If there was no Vav, and no hey, I would have known that the halachos of Cholamoid are different than the halachos of Yantid. So that, and that's question one. Question two, and furthermore, and this question will be the, 
The final question that we're going to ask in regards to this analytical piece of the Psukim, we'll have more later today. And furthermore, over there, how could it then be? What is this Pasuk talking about? This Pasuk is by Pesach. That day is a holy day. That day is going to talk about the day before. It's Mikrai Kodesh. That's got to be a day of Yontif. In short, what we've done over the last 20 lines is pointed out that it, it is not clear how to learn the words Harishon in all of these cases. The Hayes are complicated and the word Rishon is complicated too. We don't know what to do. And then the Gemara says, you've been overthinking all of this. These words Harishon that we've been analyzing, they're not meant to teach you what you think that they're meant to teach you. You're trying to figure out how did we start this whole conversation? Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak was answering the question. How do we know that there's an Isser de Oraisa on Erev Yontif of Al-Khamid? Because the word Rishon means the day before. And we said, oh, really? This Rishon means X, that Rishon means Y. Says the Gemara, stop. You're analyzing all of those Rishons the wrong way. And the Gemara completely pivots into a, an Agadita straight from a Halachic Gemara. Ella says the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down, Dav Ella, Hani Shlosha. Rishon, these three usages of the word Rishon that we've been analyzing, we need these for the following brisa. As a reward for keeping these three Rishon, what does that mean? Take a look at Rashi, two inches above where we are. As a reward for keeping these three mitzvot that have you have the word Rishon. Number one, by keeping Pesach. Number two, Ushvisa Saregel Decha, keeping Sukkis. Number three, Unatilas Lulav, Shanikru Urishonim. Therefore, Zachu Lishlosha Rishon, we're going to be able to be Zochet to three other things that, have, that are called Rishon. What will we be Zochet to back in the Gemara? Bishar Shlosha Rishon, because of these three mitzvot of Pesach, Sukkis, and Lulav, Zachu Lishlosha Rishon of Lahachri Zaro Shel Esav. We will be Zoha at some point, Demir Sashem soon to be Machris Zaroshel Esa. We will not have these competitors. We will be Zoha the Binyan Mikdash. This is a formula for us. If we keep these holidays properly, we will be Zoha to, to Binyan Besa Mikdash. And as well, Ulishmo Shel Mashiach. What an interesting phraseology. Not Bias Mashiach. Lishmo Shel Mashiach. Maybe this is like a little, a little push. We don't know Mashiach's name. Remember the early Christians. Remember we were talking about this timing in history. There was a lot going on with Messianic language. We don't know the name of Mashiach. We'll find that out later. We don't know the answer to that. A little dig, a little push. So says the Gemara, these three Rishons of the, the Sukkim that we've been dealing with by, by Pesach, Sukkot, and Lulav, they will lead to the three Rishons of Lahachish Zer Shel Esav, Lebinyan Beis Hamikdash, Emir Tzashem, and Lashmo Shel Mashiach. What are the psukim by each of these three things that we will earn if we do our part? Number one, Lahachish Zer Shel Esav. Where is the usage of the word Rishon by Esav? Tirsiv by Yese Harishon Admoni Kuloka Aderes Seir. We know from the psukim that speak about the birth of Esav, he was Rishon. That's the word Rishon. So in the merit of one of the of the Rishons, we get this one. What's the next one? There too, we see by the base of Mikdash that we have the word Rishon used. So we check off a second box. Third, a Pasuk that's also speaking about this. The rest of the Pasuk is Anyways, we'll be zochet to all three of these things, Amir Hashem, the Karov, provided that we do our part. If we keep 
Sukkot, and if we keep um, and we keep New uh, Pesach and we keep Lulav and Esrog, these three things, which are Rishons, will also earn us the rights to those other three Rishons. We've given now three answers to our question. We've asked the question a few times, and we're just answering it yet again for the fourth time and the final time. The question we're asking is, how do we know that the Isra of Chametz begins on Erev Pesach? Here is answer number four, 15 lines or so from the bottom. Rava Amar. Rava gives a much more simple answer. Mehacha. You cannot do the shechita on chametz with this korban. You're not allowed to do the korban Pesach when chametz is still kayam, when chametz still exists. Namely, you have to destroy your chametz before you bring your korban. That's why it's the middle of the day on Erev Pesach. That's when the mitzvah of korban begins at the same exact time. So he has a beautiful pasuk as a reference. And says the Gemara, a very, very unique Havamina. Maybe we should make this very individualistic. When I bring my korban at 4 p.m., so at 3.59, I have to do beer chametz. If you bring your korban at 2 o'clock, at 1.59, you have to, maybe it's customized. The Yisr Daraisa would be customized to you. A very strange Havamina. Have you ever heard such halacha? Shabbos starts when you're ready. <laughs> That's crazy. No. What kind of mitzvah the Gemara does, the Rishon, have, well, go, to, go to town on this. It's a very strange Havam, you know? Anyways, the Gemara says we don't hold that way. It just depends on what the Zman Shechita is. So when we get to the appropriate time on Erev Pesach, by then you have to have gotten rid of your chametz. Answer number four. Tanya Nami Hachi. Whenever we see this phrase, it's a proof to sources that we will have seen. And we'll see in this b'risa a number of proofs. And then we will uh, move on to a new sugya. But again, to summarize, on the bottom of Donald Amaral, question number, our question. And now we've seen answers one, two, three, and four. And this b'risa is going to be a summary of those shitas with a couple of additional ones that we haven't seen yet. Says the b'risa. We are approximately 10 lines from the bottom, four lines before the wide line. Says the Gemara Tanya Namiachi, the b'risa writes, the Pasuk says you have to do Tashbisu, a mitzvah Torah to remove chametz from your house. When does this apply? Is it from Erev Yontif or is it on Yontif itself? This is Rava. This was the last answer number four. This is what we just saw. The Bryce quotes Rava's answer. And says the Drasha as well. You cannot bring the Korban Pesach when there is still Chametz, Dibi Rabbi Shmuel. So Rava has a beautiful precedent in Rabbi Shmuel. Rava was answer number four to our question, and he is now supported in the Brisa. Next answer, first of the long lines, Rabbi Akiva Omer, Tzarech. I don't even need to go that far. We know that the Torah says that you have to do Tashbis, you have to destroy your Chametz on the Rishon, on that first day. And we also know we also know that on the first day of Yantav, you're not allowed to do malacha. And and the Torah says explicitly you cannot do a havara, you're not allowed to build a fire. That's Srefa. You cannot do you cannot you cannot be sure if your chametz on You're not allowed. So he says, done. This doesn't even get into the question of Losi Shachet Chametz Damzi. We didn't even get there. It's nothing. You're not allowed to make that fire. On, on Yantif. I we can cook on Yantif. We'll get there. The Gemara is going to ask that question in a, in a minute. But that's Rabbi Akiva. The question does never get off the ground because there's an Isser Malacha to burn it on Yantif. Therefore, by definition, it has to be that the Isser uh, begins on Arab Yantif. Rabbi Yossi Omer, he has another fundamental concern. 
same pasuk. I may erev yontif oino ela ela biyomtov. Maybe because of the pasuk, I could have thought it was before yontif or maybe on pasuk on yontif. Says the Gemara, Talmud Lomar, ach chilek. This was answer number one. This was Rava. This was Rava on the top of the Yamud. And what does Rava say? He says the day is split in half up until the time that you are um, you have to do your you have to do your birchem. It's by the time that the isra achila starts and the isra achila starts right at the end of the sixth hour. Fine. What was the Havamina? Why would you assume that Anyatib would have been permissible? Ha'iskash, we learned on the top of this very Amud yesterday, we learned that there was a double Hekish. We learned Hashbasa Seor Lachilas Chametz. We compared the destruction of Chametz to the Isser of Achilas Chametz. And we learned that Achilas Chametz, the Isser, is compared to the mitzvah of Achilas Matzah. So basically, what we have here, and this is the shortened version of this, is that there are certain things that can't coexist. And what can't coexist is chametz and matzah on the holiday. No room for that. Therefore, by definition, you can't have chametz not yet destroyed by the time you get to the Pesach Seder. It's a contradiction in terms, and therefore it has to be destroyed before Yontif. End of the b'risa. Again, summary, how do we know that the Isra chametz begins on Erev Yontif? Answer one, two, three, four, in a b'risa to support. Last two words on the page, Hayam and Allah says, Gemara, Amar Rava. Rava says, turning to the top of Hayam and Bez, Rava says, Remember what Rabbi Akiva said? He said, you can't light a fire to do the Sreifa on Shabbos. So the Gemara says in the name of Rava, I learned three things from Rabbi Akiva in this b'risa. Number one, Shmamina, ain't bir chametz el What if I want to pour bleach on it? Isn't that sufficient? We know a principle we're going to see that as long as it's not ro'ilachilas kelev, then it's considered to be bitl, considered to be bir. Rabbi Akiva doesn't hold that way. The Haraya, he said, you're not allowed to burn it. Therefore, it must be that it was done on the 14th. What is Rabbi Akiva hinting to? You can only do biur. Because if I could pour bleach on it, then pour bleach on it. Well, it's not lighting a fire. That's totally fine. So it seems clear, says Rabbi, from Rabbi Akiva, the first thing that he learned from Rabbi Akiva is that ain't biur chametz ela sreifa. The only way to do biur chametz is with burning it. Number two, second line, ushmamina havara lechalek yatzas. We know that there, this is a, this is a Hilchot Shabbos sugya, which is having its application here. We know that the Torah um, tells us, well, really the Mishnah and Ayin Gimel, we know that there are 39 um, Avos Malacha. Remember, we learned the sugya, how did we get to 39? Uh, all the different diyukim, Malachos, Malachos, how many times did it say the word Malacha? All the different things we learned in Masech Shabbos, fine. The only problem is, is that there are a couple of Malachos that are detailed out in the Torah. And one of them is One of them is this, we're not allowed to light a fire. So the Torah, why are you highlighting one? Highlight all 39. Why did you only bring out Havara? So there's a machlokes tanaim in Masech Shabbos. Do we say that the reason why Havara, by lighting a fire on Shabbos, was, was explicated, was written explicitly in the, in the Torah? Was it to teach me that it was lelav yotas? That really it's not a regular av malacha that would get you skila or kares. No, it's just that you get malkos. It's a regular iser doraisa, but not an av malacha. Is it lelav yatsas or or no? Say, say the other time, maybe it's lechalik yatsas. Maybe the reason why the Torah explicated lo was to teach you that just like if you do havara, you're going to get the consequence of one av malacha. So too, if you do fifteen avos malacha or twenty, you're going to get fifteen or twenty separate consequences, separate korbanos by by korbanos chatas. So says the Gemara, we learn from here the Rabbi Akiva held of the latter opinion in the Tanaim, we saw that he viewed this as an Isser de Oraisa, because if you look back in the Brisa, what does he say? 
It's not lilav yotas. Rabbi Akiva doesn't look at Havara at lighting a fire as an Isra Doraisa stam with malkos, with, with a lav. No, he calls it an av malacha, which means that he's siding with the Tanaim, that the reason why the Torah explicated this Isra of Losavaru Ish was to teach me that every Isra on Shabbos earns its own consequence. So that's diuk number two that Rabbi makes, not a diuk. He calls it an av malacha. It's very clear. And the third thing he learns is Shmamina. This is a very important principle as it relates to Hilchos Yantif. Shmamina, number three, what does Rabbi learn from Rabbi Akiva? Shmamina, lo amrinan ho'il behutra havara letzorech, hutra shelo letzorech. We know that when the Mishnah Megillah, ain't bein Shabbos liyom tovel amalech etzochum nevesh bilvad. We know that when it comes to Shabbos and Yantif, there's 39 malachos, but on Yantif, the, those malachos, which are malachas um, ochel nefesh, discussion in the in the Gemara, what that is in the Rishonim, how far it goes, milash ve'elach. It's a good discussion in the Rishonim and in the Tanaim and the Gemara, what it is. Either way, we know that on Yonder morning, you, if your fire is already on, you can make scrambled eggs, you can make pancakes, no problem. It's havara, it's mutter, it's mutter to cook. I so then why can't I, why did Rabbi Akiva say you can't burn? Why can't you burn the chametz? Why can't you wear the chametz if you can make scrambled eggs? The fire's already there. You're not lighting a new fire. So says the Gemara, Adiyuk, says Rabbah, it must be that the only time Rabbi Akiva allows for a fire to be used on Yantiv is when it's Lutzorech. When it's Lutzorech, what? Ochel Nefesh. Only if it's going to be used for Yantiv. However, if it's going to be done for something that's not for Ochel Nefesh, namely, Srefa of chametz, that's not for Ochel Nefesh. I'm destroying the food. It's not for Achila. It's for Srefa. So says the Gemara, Rava, Adiyuk from Rabbi Akiva, Lo Amrinan, he does not say the principle of Hoel that since Vihutra Havar Litzorach, since we allow using the fire for scrambling eggs, so too I can use it for straight. But no, we have a limited usage of a fire on Yantif, Afalpi, that it's mutter to use as it relates to uh, scrambled eggs. It's not mutter for using for Srefa. That brings us to the two dots on the top of Hamid Bay is about five lines down. We are about to learn a 20-line uh, uh, brysa. Uh, this 20-line brysa is then going to be analyzed, and it'll bring us to the end of the day today, uh, approximately halfway down, a little bit more on Daf Vav Ahmed Aleph, if time allows. Otherwise, we'll stop when Marv gets close. We're going to learn this Tosefta. I'll foreshadow a couple of questions as we move along, because it'll make it easier once we get to the questions. Here we go. Tana Rabbana. The rabbis taught us, again, the same hakdama as before. Without learning these psukim in detail, we would never have a clue as to how the dini d'oraisa, how the dini d'oraisa Pesach would work. Tanu Rabban and the rabbis taught us. We know the Torah says, Shivas yamim We know that already. So then, Ma Talmud Lomar. I don't understand. Why? The Torah already says, Well, the Torah doesn't repeat things. Real estate is very precious in the Torah. We made an ikim, we were me'akim earlier, as we saw in the Gemara, to, to teach us the lesson not to speak Badavar Maguna. Was it eight OCOs or nine or 10 or 16 the different shitas? We know that when there's a need, we will say things in a, in a duplicative way, but there's no need to do it. Stam. So why does the Torah say, number one, lo yere'elacha, why, why does it say, se'or lo yimate bevatechem, number one. And then the next Pasuk says, lo yere'elacha se'or, velo yere'elacha chameiz, b'chol gibulecha. So says the Gemara, a very important drasha. Once we have the second pasuk, what do we learn from there? The only iser is on your chametz. However, you're allowed to see other people's chametz. 
and you're allowed to see that which is hectish, that which you consecrated to the Mikdash or to the Mishkan. Yachol, I might have thought, Yatmin, that maybe I could hide it and it would not be problematic. Or maybe, Vikabil Pikdonos Mina Nachri, that I could just hold something on behalf of a Nachri. Says the Gemara, Talmud Lomar, Lo Yimatse. Already, one question which I'll foreshadow. A line above, you said you, can, you are allowed to be Roah And now here you're saying by the Goy, you can't even hold his stuff. Contradiction. We'll get to that in the Gemara. So says the Gemara, Ain the Ella bin Nachri. When do we say that we are uh, not allowed to be Mikabel Pikdonos of a Nachri? When do we say that's true? Ain the Ella bin Nachri Shelo Kibashto, Vein Sherim Chabachatzer. That's only true with a Nachri over whom you have no control and who doesn't live in your Chatzer. But Nachri Shekibashto, Vesherim Achbachatzer Minayin, how do we know? that the same rule would apply to a Nachri who is under your control, says the Gemara, Talmud Lomar, lo yimatze, uh, minayin, Talmud Lomar, lo yimatze bevatechem. Oh, so good, we have the Pasuk. So each part of the Pasuk is teaching us a unique day. And each part of the Pasuk is teaching us something unique. Ein li ela shebebatechem. All we've spoken about so far is in your house. What about everywhere else? Beboros besichenu vimaaros. What about outdoor places, caves and... And pits, well, everything else, minayin, how do we know? A language that expands from your home to outside your home, to the gvul, to your property lines, maybe even wider, somewhere out there. Maybe I would still say, maybe in your house, I would have argued over me, maybe in your house, that's where you violate the issue of ownership. And if you were to hide it, if you were to hide your chametz, or if you were to take something on behalf of a nachri, but maybe I would have said bigvulin outside of your home. I would have said Maybe I would have just split up the rules. I would have said applies in the house, and outside the house, I would have said you can what you can see someone else's stuff, but you you can see someone else's stuff. You just can't see your own stuff. Minayin asks the Gemara, one third of the way down, middle of this of this brisa. Minayin litenes ha'omor shel zebeze How do I know that I can take all of the information in the world of batechen and apply it to gvul? And how do I know I can take the halachos of gvul outside your house and bring those halachos back into your house? to synthesize them and make them into one unit because the Torah does delineate and distinguish between bias and gvul. How do I know that those laws are in fact interchangeable? So says the Gemara, Talmud Lomar, Seor Seor Ligzera Shava. The process of learning out these halachos requires Ligzera Shava. Ligzera Shava, as we know from the paragraph that we say in the morning about the parak of Rabbi Shmuel Omer, the hermeneutical principles, these are exegetical tools. We look at the psukim and we say, how do I get from there to here? So the Chachamim said, based on the b'risa from Rabbi Shmuel, we have a Mesorah, it's not Stam. We don't get to make up our own halachos. You have to look in the Torah and know how to look at it with the right lens. One of the lenses we looked at was called Ligzera Shava. Now we don't get to make up Ligzera Shava. The fact that it says the word S here and the word S, I can't make those drashos. It has to be part of Chazal. It has to be part of our Mesorah. This was part of our Mesorah. Seor, Seor, Ligzera Shava. What were the two psukim that have the word Seor? Nemar, Seor, Bibbatim. Seor, lo yimatzei Of course, we have the word Seor as it relates to houses. And it says Seor, what's the pasuk? Lo yimatzei bevatechem. Nemar, Seor, Begvulin. Remember our question. How do we get the world of Gvulin to Batim and the world of Batim to Gvulin? Says the Gemara, Ligzera Shava. What was the pasuk by Gvulin? Nemar, Seor, Begvulin, lo yira Seor. Uh, the rest of the pasuk. And then the Gemara explains how 
each pieces of information from bias and gvul go over. One of the best ways to think about Xer Shava is that you have a world over here and a world over there, and the Xer Shava builds a bridge for information to travel. So we have the world of bias, says Saor. We have the world of gvul, and it says Saor. How do we link up the information of bias and gvul? Says the Gemara with two different parts of the Xer Shava. Number one, halfway down. When the Torah says the words to order, it references chametz in regards to houses. We know there we have the Isra of ownership. We know you're not allowed to hide chametz. And we know you're not allowed to take in the chametz of a Goyan Shabbos. Therefore, going over the bridge from, from bias to gvul, af, so too, the same is true if you're not in your house. Part one of the Gzeir Shava is that we know that the Gzeir Shava built a bridge. I'm able to go from the world of bias to the world of gvul. Everything which is usher in the bias is also usher in the gvul. What's one of the biggest nafkaminas? Bidikas chametz. Remember what Rashi said on the Mishnah. Why do we do bidikas chametz? Because of Bali Rabbi But if Bali Rabbi doesn't apply in the gvul, there's no need to check. So says the Gemara, Seor, Seor, Gzair, Shava. We have to be able to apply the laws in both cases. That's part one of the Gzair, Shava. Part two, Uma, Seor, Hamer, Bigvulin. What about the fact that it says the word Seor, Bigvulin, right? Outside your house. There we said, In the world of Gvulin, there we said, the Isser is only on you. But if the stuff doesn't belong to you, then... Uh, there's no Isser. If, if it's your friends, there's no Isser. If it's consecrated, you gave it to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but it's still in your property. No problem at all. So too, this applies by bias also. Beautiful. A beautiful encapsulation of the ideas of how we take these psukim. Two psukim that seem to be repetitive. We don't have anything extra in the Torah. There's nothing extra. You had one Pasuk that says Seor by Batim. You had another Pasuk that says Seor by Gvul. The bridge goes both directions. We take the laws of Bais and put them in Gvul, the laws of Gvul and put them in Bais. Good. End of the Brisa. And that brings us to the two dots, two thirds of the way down. We're now going to analyze a couple of pieces of this Brisa. Amar Mar. Ainli Nachri Shari what was the din that was going on there? So if you look back at the very beginning of the b'risa, we said you're not allowed to take pikdonos. I'm not allowed to hold things for you for if you're a goy. That's not allowed. I'm not allowed to hold your chametz. So says the Gemara, when did we say that was true? When am I not allowed to hold your stuff? When I don't know you. But if it's nachri how do I know that it's usher if I know you? So says the Gemara, Talmudomar lo yimatzei, Shouldn't it be the opposite? The whole thing is backwards. You said, I'm not allowed to take your stuff if you're a guy. What's more obvious that, that it's going to be us, sir? If I know you, if I do, it's much more obvious if I know you that I can't watch your stuff. So why did we bring the pasuk to prove when I know the guy? He lives on my property, he works for me. That's when I need a pasuk? No, he works for me. Of course that's going to be us, sir. Why did I have to bring a pasuk to include him? Of course that's us, sir. He lives by me. So it's backwards, klape laya. The phrase klape laya means things are switched. And in fact, because of that, Omar Abaye, Epuch, you're right. Reverse the Tosefta, reverse the Brisa. It got it wrong. What it meant to say was that when do we say that I'm not allowed to take food from a guy, chametz from a guy to watch it? The obvious case is when I know him. 
I, what if I don't know him? Pasuk. So Abai says, you got to reverse the Brian because it just came in backwards. Rabbi says, no. Do not reverse it. We misunderstood where we were applying it. The way I presented it just now is that we were saying, I'm not allowed to watch the Chametz of a guy. And it didn't make any sense when we said, obviously by the guy I don't know, but by the one I do know, I need a Pasuk. That doesn't make sense, in fact. So Rava says, it's talking about something else. What was it talking about? A heter. It's going on a different din altogether. Not about me watching the food of a guy, but about the fact that I'm allowed to have the property of others that's chametz on my property on Pesach. It says, When am I allowed to watch that food? That's by someone I don't know. Then I could watch his stuff. No, it makes sense. But how do I know to be lenient even by a guy who I know, who works for me and lives on my property? There I need a pasuk. Talmud Lomar, lo Now what's interesting, says the Gemara, wait a minute, you've proved your point. Good, says Rava. Instead of saying that it's a problematic, Bryson, let's change the language. Rava went the route of saying that, no, we're learning uh, this case of the different types of going about a different aspect, about a heter, about me being able to have your property, uh, your chametz on my property. So says the Gemara, but wait a minute, you're learning a heter from a pasuk that says lo. The pasuk says lo yimatze. So says the Gemara, we're eight lines from the bottom. You're, you're giving me the heter of the guy that I know that I'm allowed to have his chametz on property. From a pasuk that says lo yimatze, so says the Gemara, mishum shenamar lach lach trezimne. We're we're actually not learning from there. It's lo yimatze lach. It's not actually on the word lo, but it's not quoted in the Gemara. But it's from uh, the extra words of the word lach in the pasuk. Good. Two dots. First of the longest lines, Hamid Beis. We're probably going to run out of time. I'll do my best to get as far as we can, so we don't have too much to do on Shabbos. Amar mar. We said. We had a Havamin in the beginning of the Brisa that we learned above that maybe we are allowed to hide food or to hold on to Chamez that belongs to Nachum. So says the Gemara, wait a minute. Why? Why can't I have the food of somebody else on my property? You said, I can't have the Chamez of a Goy. And then you said, that the only Isra is my chametz, which implies that that of a guy would be fine. Contradiction. Which one is it? So it says the Gemara, eight, seven lines from the bottom, six lines from the bottom. Lokashia, ha de kabila leachrayas, ha de lokabila achrayas. It depends. It depends as to whether or not you were makabal achrayas on that. If when the guy gives me the food of my property, I say to him, hey, anything happens, I take responsibility. Then you're, it's by Rabbi Matze. That's your chametz now. You took achrayas for it. But if he puts it on your property and you're not taking responsibility for it, then it's fine. That's the distinction to be made in the Brisa. And let's jump into this sugi about Achrayis, a little story, just to break up the uh, monotony of the very difficult uh, Gemara that we've learned today so far, analyzing Sukkim in, in uh, extreme detail. It says, Gemara, Rabbi said to the people of the city of Mechoza, uh, If you had, it's like the quartering act, you had soldiers living in your house, if they left any chametz, you have to burn it. Because had it been stolen or had it been lost, 
It's as if it was in your property as it relates to the to the soldiers. You're a shomer sachar, basically, is how halacha would view this. Big machlokas, we shown him here, not for now. But the point is that you would be responsible for that. So Rabbah says, burn the food of the soldiers because you would have ended up being responsible for it. It's as if it's yours and that's not allowed. So therefore, you have to burn it before this man. Someone leaves over food in your house and they need you. If, if, it's, if it's a chayal, if it's a soldier, you have to burn it, says the Gemara two possible versions to analyze this. Version one. I understand if you say the following phrase, something, it's not my money, but if there's a scenario that will cause me to lose money, it says if it's mine. This guy, the soldier lived in my house in my basement. He left a whole trunk of food. It's not mine and I didn't pay for it. I'm not out any money, it's not mine. But if it got lost or stolen, I'd have to pay him back. So I don't own it, but it forces a financial burden on me if something happens to it. That's davar hagoreim lamamon kimamon dummy. It's not my food. But because I'm a chroi for it, because I'm responsible for it, so therefore, if something happens to it, it's a problem. I understand. I got it. I understand Rava. According to that, Rava says, get rid of the food because davar hagoreim lamamon kimamon dummy. If you say that the food of the soldier that's in my house, even if I'm watching it, it doesn't generate for me a burden of finances. If it gets lost or stolen, it's a nothing. So then under those circumstances, what was Rava talking about? Answers the Gemara, shiny hacha da'amar lo yimatzeh. It's a special din. It's a special din by Pesach of lo yimatzeh that afal pi, that you have no financial responsibility to the food of the chayal that's in your basement. Afal pi came because of the Pesach were strict and you have to burn it. Version two of how to understand Rava, ika de'amre, last line of the Afhei Amad the opposite. I could understand the shita who says, I understand the shita that says that you have no financial responsibility, no accountability for food that was left in your basement by a soldier. Why do I understand it? Because top of I understand why I have the puzzle. That makes sense. If you say that the money of the soldier, the food of the soldier can hurt my finances if it gets lost or stolen. So that makes me financially accountable. Then I don't need the Pasuk to be mechayim. I'm chayim because of the halachas of Choshen Mishpat. It has nothing to do with Hilvah's Pesach. So then what do you do with the Pasuk of Lo Yimatzeh? Says the Gemara, second line, Vav Medalef, Yitzrich, no. Even according to the Shita who says, even according to him, I still need the words Lo Yimatzeh. Why do I still need the words Lo Yimatzeh? I might have thought, I might have thought that if the food didn't get lost or stolen, perfectly fine. I might have thought that it is lav beer that it's not mine because it belongs to the guy. No, you still have to do beer. And that's why, according to this second version, why we need the words lo because within the shita that holds davar hagarim lamamon kemamon dami, within the shita that holds that altschoshen mishpat, you're chayiv to you're chayiv to that person. You don't need the pasuk. Says you still need the pasuk because if it doesn't get lost or stolen, you might have thought it's the chayal that's not mine. Kamashmal and you have to burn it. Good. Two dots, uh, not two dots, but fourth line. Let's do a little bit more. Totally different. What is this Gemara doing here? 
In any government, you have to pay taxes. So if there's a behema sarnona, if you have to pay taxes on animals, do we say chayeves bebechora or ain chayeves bebechora? We know halachically speaking, we have to uh, we have to make sure that we give over the bechor, we give over the the firstborn. But we have a side in the Rishonim point out that when you have yad nachri beemta, when there's a guy that interferes with the process of the bechor, it ruins the mitzvah of the bechor. So do we say that the burden to pay taxes on these behemas ruins the mitzvah of bechor? Yes or no? Says the Gemara. Kol hecha. Wherever you're able to solve this problem with money instead of the animal, that's not yad nachri ba'emsa. When you're able to pay the, a, a dollar equivalent for the cow, then of course you still have a din of bechor because the animal is unaffected. That's not yad nachri ba'emsa. Pay him tax, but give him cash. That's fine. Kikami bailan. What is the question of the Gemara about whether or not Yad Nachri Be'emsa, whether or not the intervention of a guy in the process of the mitzvah of Bechor? When do we ask that question? Says the Gemara. Kikami bailan hecha de lo mati misalik The government officials don't want your money, they want the cow. Then, then we ask Yad Nachri Be'emsa is for sure here. Do we say it messes with the mitzvah of Bechor or not? Yes or no? My, what is the din? Omar Luhu, he said to them, this asked question was asked of Rava by Talmidim. It said, So Rava answers, Omar Luhu, Ptura. In other words, we say, Yad Nachri Be'emsa, he does ruin the mitzvah. However, we have a b'risa that says, Chayeves. What does the b'risa mean that says that you're Chayeves? Why are you Chayeves? Rava just said, it should be mutter, it should be, be putter. So when do we say Chayeves? Hasam the Matzim when are you chayevus? When you could have paid cash, but you didn't want to pay cash. That's your fault. Pay cash if you can. Okay, you got to pay taxes. Fine. But then pay cash if you can. But if you're not going to pay pay cash when you could, you're still chayevus and bechor. That's your problem. The fact that you want to give over the, the, the cow instead of the money to be exempt on bechor, you did something wrong. You should have paid cash. Ikadamre, another version of all of this. Ikadamre, amar rabba behemas are known up um, another version of this is that the, the behemas are known to the tax that you have to pay is patermina bechorah. Rava said straight out your pater. Even if you're able to pay, you're still pater. That's a much more lenient shita, or it's actually a chumra as in the other direction. And let's learn a little bit more. Isas Arnona. What if all of the flour you buy, the government takes taxes on that? The halacha is your chayev to pay chalak. Even if you're not able to pay out, my time, why do we make a distinction, according to Rava at least? Why do we make a distinction to say that by behemas arnona, maybe you'll be putter, maybe you won't be, but by isa, by dough, there's no conversation at all, says the Gemara, because behema is like kala. By a behema, everybody knows what's going on with behemas in the field. If you're in the, if you raise animals, you know that there's tax season. April 15th of old, whatever it was, people were coming to collect cows. People knew what was going on. So if you didn't give the Bechor that year, people would assume that, that you just weren't able to pay, and that makes sense. However, Isa less like Kala. But when it comes to Isa, when it comes to dough, people don't know what you're doing in your house. They're not thinking government. You're making Kala on, on Friday afternoon. So someone's going to walk in there, see you are not Mafresh Kala. What are you doing? You're shaking. Let's go pay Kala. They're not thinking the government taxes. So therefore, be out of that concern, we still are going to, uh, to make sure that you, that you uh, pay taxes there. Let's do a drop more. A guy walks onto your property, he's holding bread. Not your burden to burn his bread, maybe even usher. 
Gzela from an Akum is an Isser Darabanan. You're not allowed to take things from him. He's holding it in his hand. Hivkido Etzlo, that was our Brysa. What if he left it with you? Then Zakuk Levar, then you have to destroy it. Yichel Lobayas, if you gave him a room dedicated to his Chavitz. So then what's the din? Ain Zakuk Levar Shinimar Loimatse. That's not your problem. It's his problem. We learned about this already. As long as you're not taking a Chrayas, then you're fine. Says the Gemara, Maika Amar. What is the Pasik Loimatse going on? Which part of this statement of the Tosefta is it going on? So there's two possibilities. My Kamar, what does what do the words Lo Yimatse go on? Amarav Papa, the words Lo Yimatse are Aresha Koi, Bahaki Kamar. And the din of Hifkidu Etzlo, Zakuk Levayer, when we say that he's entrusting you with his chametz, we say you have to burn it. There, why? That's where we apply the word Shinemar Lo Yimatse. However, Ravashi argues, Ravashi Omar, Really, we're talking about a different part of the bride. So that's where we apply the words below Yimatse. Here's the shot halfway down. And we'll stop with this. If you give him a house, why don't you have to burn the food when you give him a dedicated room in your house? Because it's not yours. When he goes into, he's, he has access on his own. He's the one who has access to you. So we're going to stop right here at Lememra, this Chiris Kanya. We'll pick up with this on Shabbos, Emir Tashem, halfway down Bava Aleph, and we'll try to get on Shabbos to the bottom or close to it. Zayin Amit is wishing you a beautiful Shabbos. See you Shabbos afternoon, one hour before Mincha, I believe it's 2.51. Just check the announcement. 2.51 is Daf Yomi on Shabbos.